Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking with Meredith about how our pets affect our mental health. Wow, are you ready to do this, Meredith? I'm ready. All right, we'll see you guys on the inside. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on the Senior Fitness Podcast with Meredith. We're really, really psyched to have you here today. Thank you for joining in. We got a fun topic we're talking about today. We're talking about our pets. Mm-hmm. We love them. They frustrate us all yeah, and everything it. in between. <laughs> um, but before we do that, we want to just remind you to visit our website, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com. We have our home base for all of our content there, including our vast growing library of exercise videos. We add videos every week. Um, Check those out. We also have these podcasts, all of our previous episodes. Um, We're getting up there in the numbers, so make sure you check that out, as well as our mini motivational podcast series to help you get a little motivated if you need it. Um, We also have an opportunity for you to check out our custom seven-day workout plan, which is a custom plan. Uh, designed just for you based around your needs and your fitness goals. The new year is coming up, so make sure you check that out. And um, also, last but not least, an opportunity to sign up for our newsletter, which we send out our latest and greatest content every week. Uh, It's a great way for us to stay in touch with you and to send you our latest stuff that we have, uh, from exercise videos to articles to podcasts, you name it, put it in there. So make sure you check that out as well. Um... So yes, today's topic, we are talking about our pets. Uh and we're not we're not we're not narrowing this down to any certain type, type of, pet. of pet. You can yeah. have any pet that you want. Yeah, that's true. There's lots of different <laughs> lots pets. Lots of there. different kinds of pets. Um <laughs> and we're talking about how they affect our mental health. Um and that can be in, in anything in our lives, whether right. it's our physical fitness life to our emotional life to even to spiritual, you never know. Um, so, uh, Meredith, in your experience in, uh, working with many clients and just people in general, um, you know, when they come to you, we, we'll talk about exercise first for fitting on the fitness mm, side, right? When they come to you, do the, do you ever hear about how they, their pets kind of help either inspire them or motivate them or maybe not to yeah. stay, to stay physically active? Oh, definitely. I think a lot of times, um, I'll say, especially dogs, they can help motivate you because if you need to bring them out for walks, um, or they're dogs with a lot of energy and you need to get that energy out. So you bring them to the, the dog park or park in general or whatever it is. Um, so they kind of motivate you to get moving, to get going. Um, so I would say yes, if, if, uh, if I've ever had any clients or just people that I've worked with, like you said, in general, um, that live in some of the communities I've been with, that their dogs kind of keep them moving, um, because they have to bring them outside if they don't have a yard and bring them for walks. And it makes you get your steps in. It makes you get up and down and make sure you're feeding them and staying on a schedule, things like that. So in an active way, a fitness way, I would say, yes, I have seen that um, particular types of animals have helped with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any animal, I guess, if you want to say fitness, uh, if that means just moving around, not actual um, workouts, but just intentional movement that you have to do, uh, you have to clean up after all different types of animals. So I guess you're still getting that movement in, but actual physical fitness bringing them for walks or runs if you're still able to, things like that, then yeah, definitely. I've seen it help a lot of, um, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Physically, fitness. physically, you know, especially dogs can help you stay active. And I think we did a podcast on that. Yes. Uh, in previous about how our pets kind of help us physically right. stay active. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, dogs usually fit that, fit that bill. They uh, do. I don't know anybody <laughs> that goes running with their cat. Right. Yeah. That would be fun though. But <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> doesn't um, happen often, but <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um, as far as, you know, mental, mental health, um, <laughs> it seems like mental health is becoming something mm. bringing more to light these days. Yes. Right. I mean, mental health is something that's been around obviously since day one, but right. it just seems <laughs> like nowadays mental health is becoming more, uh, uh there's more awareness about it. What, what are yeah. your thoughts on that? Yeah. There's a lot more awareness and we're speaking about it and not being afraid to speak about it. I think so many times in the past, um, up until now, people are just nervous to talk about it. I know a lot of older people are still nervous to talk about it because it's a faux pas. If you say you um, are going through any type of mental exhaustion, mental health issues, depression, etc., etc., then there's something wrong with you. You're not strong enough. You're not doing something right in mm-hmm. your life. Um, and a lot of, like I said, older people still think that way because that's how they grew up and they don't... Um, see the changes that are being made. And I think we're making a lot of these changes because of a lot of younger people. We're seeing, um, unfortunately, a lot of um, mental health issues coming up with younger and younger people. But um, so we kind of have to bring it to to the forefront, bring it into the light, talk about it. Don't just brush it under the rug like we did for years and years and accept it knowing that it's a normal part of being a human being, unfortunately, mm-hmm. to go through many different things. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's more accepted now um, mm-hmm. because pretending like everything's fine all the time, not to say that we don't do that all the time anyway, but knowing that you do have the option to say something um, and not feel like you're lesser than or feel guilty um, that you're going to make someone else feel bad or whatever it is that we decide to think. Um, I think it's a very good thing. And again, for younger and for older people, um, a lot of older people struggle with mental health issues and they don't want to talk about them. But if we keep these groups growing, um, keep these forums open for people of all ages to talk, then it's it's a, it's a very good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is no doubt that the attention that's being put on mental health is a good thing. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's such a hard transition though, to make, right. If you're going from not thinking that mental health should be talked about yeah. to now it's supposed to be talked about. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And that's why I say some, I think older people will continue to not want to talk about it because that's just how it was to all of a sudden. And I won't stereotype, but just with whom I've worked with, um, usually it's males that want to really keep things buried where women will be more open to speaking about how they're feeling and a lot of times that comes across when they're just talking about their days their lives that they do have some mental health issues going on um but men want to keep that stuff buried and look like the strong one and the patriarch and all of that so it's it's more difficult to get them to crack but um yeah i think some will always stay stay with keeping their feelings hidden and not accept it mm-hmm. so much. But then again, we have a huge change um, 
and the younger becoming older, so it will hopefully become accepted all the way around from all ages. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's that's definitely a, a, a move in the right direction. Yes. Um, so people with people who maybe have a hard time talking about mental health and whatnot, or, you know, they may feel like they're not in good mental health, um, you know, cue the pets. That come yes, <laughs> big time. <laughs> um, you know, it... They say that your pets can can kind of feed off of you and yes. they know how you're feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what are your experiences with that? Oh, that's so true. I think it's amazing. Um, personally, yeah, my my dogs, they know when I'm having a bad day or if they see me down or crying or something, they come up and kind of wonder what's going on with you, but then try and stay close to you because... Um, they know something's off, your energy's not the same, or whatever it is. However they know, <laughs> mm-hmm. they know. Um, and that's why I think it, it's so fun to see in lots of schools and senior communities as well. They're adopting dogs to be um, the, what do they call them? You'll know the name. The social, like, the service dogs, service dogs yeah. therapy dogs. Mm-hmm. They're called therapy mm-hmm. dogs. They even have like a little vest they wear that says therapy dog. Yeah. Um, and they have that in lots of schools. I know my kids' uh, school, the high school and the middle school that they uh, went to have therapy dogs. Um, and they just walk around. And if anyone needs to just take some time and sit with the dog and pet it and calm down, it helps when you're anxious. It helps when you feel alone. Uh, when you feel like you can't talk to anyone, you have that animal to talk to. In my case, I'm saying dogs because that's my experience more so. Um, but yeah, they just, they, they, they just are there for you. And I think that's why animals in general, people love them so much because, um, they don't look at you and judge you. You know, we want a judgment-free zone, right? Mm -hmm. And our animals are always happy to see us when we come home and happy to get love and attention, even if it's just minimally. Um, And anything we do for them is like the world to them. And they just, they always are happy. And it's it's a fun, it's a good thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We like that as humans to come home to a happy thing um, and not a quiet house, so... Yeah, it's I, I again, I'm speaking of dogs more so just because that's what I have more um, knowledge of because that's what I kind of grew up with and have now. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think they're they're wonderful. Yeah, pets kind of love in their own ways, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, whether it's a dog or a cat, they kind of pick and choose the way that they're going to show their affection to you. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, and and this could be, I don't know, I've never owned a hamster or an iguana. Exactly, yeah. Maybe I that's don't know snakes thing. or, yeah. <laughs> I've had fish. They didn't do much for yeah, me. But it was fish. fun to look at them. And it was calming to sit and look mm-hmm. at this big fish tank that I had at one point. So that can help, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. You know, having yeah, like a fish tank to... or something is beautiful to look at, can be inspiring. Yes. Um, just to watch <laughs> these fish swimming around. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, as far as like, you know, people you've worked with again with mm-hmm. mental health. How big of an issue was mental health with some of your clients? And did they ever talk about mm-hmm. how their pets affected that mental health? Yes. Well, I, I, I both dogs and cats um, with uh, residents at different communities, they would um, bring up just having them there, just being able to pet them. It became a not feeling alone thing. 
they had something else to take care of, especially if they had lost a partner or spouse. Um, they weren't alone. They had a reason to wake up. Um, when you're by yourself, it's sometimes hard. It's, you know, what do I have to do? I have to get up and do this for me and this for me and this for me. When you have something else there, once children are gone, once again, if you've lost spouse or um, partner, then you do uh, wonder what, what do I need to get up for just for myself? And they have these animals and they say it gives them the drive to wake up. Um, or just sitting on the couch and they jump up and you mm -hmm. pet it and it calms you. Things like that. So a lot of residents uh, that I've worked with, but even young people, um, talk about how they love to go home and their animals there um, and just makes them feel happy after a workout, if they're tired, after a long day at work, etc. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and they, they know when you're tired. They know they when do. you're stressed out. <laughs> they know when... They kind of know that... You need them at certain times. Yes. Right? Yeah, that's very true. Um, and it's interesting how that is, how that how that's possible. But... I know. They read the energy of a person is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But obviously, I mean, we know these dogs I've seen that will they can detect cancer. They're with people and they know when they're going to have mm. a seizure. And they're able to train these dogs to really be inept to every, every movement Um that their owner has with them. So I'm mm -hmm. so many great dogs with veterans. Now they're pairing veterans as soon as they come home from combat war, whatever we want to call it on mm -hmm. assignment. Mm -hmm. And they'll give them these therapy dogs and it helps them tremendously. I was reading a story on it. Um, suicide rates go down with those, uh, veterans that were paired with animals. So, um, again, I keep bringing up dogs just because that's what I'm drawn to more so, but I'm sure it's with, cats as well because um, some people love you know to have cats around mm -hmm. so yeah it, it they're just they're just great sometimes yeah <laughs> a lot of a lot of post-traumatic stress um is now being served with animals yes uh, yes which is also amazing and i think that that field is probably growing because there's a lot of people that are experiencing ptsd <laughs> Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Yes. Or at least it's being diagnosed as such and right. being treated for uh, in certain ways. Yeah, definitely. But, which is great. So, you know, now we know. We'll, we've talked a little bit about how pets are great for mental health. Yeah. Let's flip the subject uh -oh. and go, how can they Animals. be stressful for us sometimes? Yeah. Well, it is having someone else there. It is mm -hmm. having something else to take care of. Mm -hmm. It is having something that doesn't always listen to our commands and wants to bark and <laughs> wants to jump up because they're hungry or wants to 
go to the bathroom in the middle of the night when you're sound asleep or Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, wants to run out the door because it hears a noise when you open it and you have to go chasing it or (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. wants to be a fall or trip hazard when you're trying to do your workout. (laughs) Right, right. Um, Things like that. Um, another mouth to feed, all of the little things, right? Um, I will say they're little because they are when comparison to the wonderful benefits, but there are lots of, uh, negatives as well. I mean, just think about when you want to just leave town on a whim or you have to go out of town because something's happening or leave your house for a couple of days. It doesn't even have to be out of town. You have to figure out what you're going to do with this other being, this other thing that you're taking care of. Mm -hmm. Do you bring it along? Do you, does someone else take it for you? You know, you have to be prepared for these things. So, um, cleaning up messes after them, uh, you know, they go to the bathroom outside, you have to clean it up. They go to the bathroom inside in a litter box, you have to clean that up. So, (laughs) um, it's constant work, um, Again, that could be a good and a bad, I guess, because mm. it keeps you moving. But it's, again, something else to do Yeah, it's on the to-do list. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, you know, as we know, not everybody is probably set up to have pets. Correct. Um, people who are busy, leave, live yes. busy lives, who are not always at home. That can cause mental stress when, yes. you're, when you know that you're busy yes. and you know that you have pets. And you kind of feel guilty that you're not able to be there for them, yes, you know, that can exactly. add to your stress levels. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it becomes a lot because then you feel bad. You wonder, why did I even get this animal if I'm not around it? Um, would it be better with someone else, have a better life, all of that stuff? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember thinking that way when I was working all day and one of my dogs was in a kennel. And I thought, this poor thing, that's not his way to live. He's just in a kennel all day for 10 hours. I come home, let him out, and I'm tired, I go to bed. So, um, yeah, you, you start to, to take on that burden as well, I guess. But, right. um, yeah, so it's just that the pro, pros and cons and weighing all of the the different things that go with being a pet parent. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. And, and all the mental stresses that we, we acquire during the day, um, you really have to ask yourself, am I ready to take on a pet, right? Right. Um, let's talk about, is there a difference in age with people who are older and people who are younger do you think that people are who are older appreciate pets more um you know from um uh, a mental side from an emotional side just because maybe you have more free time and you get more time to spend with them what what are your thoughts on that yeah that's exactly what i think i think because you do have a little more downtime you start to appreciate them more because they're there with you they do become your own, your, your little sidekick, you know, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I know of a guy and he got a dog. He's, oh, I think he's 80 something. And the dog was like six months old when he got it. And this is a story I just heard last week. And he said, when he went in to get the dog, the, the person getting rid of the dog said, you do know, this is going to be your last dog. So do you have plans of what to do with the dog bef- when you're no longer around? And he thought, what? I don't, I don't understand, but he's 80 years old. So he had, he had to think about, that's right. I, this dog may outlive me. So all these little things that we have to think about when we get older. I thought it was a fun story because, um, you don't think, we don't want to think that way, right? Mm -hmm. When we get anything, but, um, 
he kind of brought things to light and he went, oh yeah, well, I have to, I have to plan for that. And that was one of the things with adopting this dog. They wanted to make sure he had things set up, which is very smart. Um, but then going off of that story as well, this was a now a year and a half year old puppy who was just full of energy and pulling this guy while he was trying to walk it. And I thought, oh no, that dog is going to pull him over. Mm. I wish he would have gotten an older dog that was a little more tame. Great dog. Would listen to him. Great dog, but has a lot of energy. Is very young. Um, so thinking about what we're getting, when we're getting it, the age of the animal and the age of us and our um, abilities and what we want to take on, leaning over to pick up, um, cleaning up after your dog outside or getting down to a litter box for a cat is very difficult for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So we have to think about how are we going to do this? Is, are we able to do this? Things like that. So, Right, right. <laughs> yeah, a, a matching up with the right pet is yes. is very important. Yes. Uh, whether it be a dog or a cat or hamster hamster you name it. I mean, you know, they're all they're all open for uh exactly. suggestion. Birds. But matching up with the right one, someone who if you're if you're very active, mm-hmm. then you know, dogs are great. Right. Um, no matter what age you are. Exactly. Um, and uh, if you if you have a feeling like a need for you know, mental and emotional connectedness. Um, there's a lot of great pets that can fit that bill for you if it's the right fit. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But as far as the age, the age gap goes, you know, I, there's a lot of older people that I think own pets yes. and that get them in their later years. Yes. <laughs> um, do a lot of, uh, living communities allow pets they do a lot of independent do usually when you get to assisted living they don't allow them but i have a funny story about that because someone moved over from independent to assisted one time and then she ended up passing away she had four cats that they had to then figure out what to do with and that's sad because she didn't have any family or kids or anything to give the cats to um so the workers were scrambling to try and figure out where to get rid of the cats because, you know, you don't want to just get rid of it. You want to bring it to a good place so mm-hmm. it's going to be rehomed and not euthanized and all of that. So um, I guess I'm bringing this point up just so we are aware when we have all of these animals. We love them. They serve us so much, but we have to serve them in return, right? And make mm-hmm. sure that they're taken care of in their life or in our life, but beyond as well so mm-hmm. um but yeah they they a lot of communities do allow an independent but because of the dander and the fur that's I, unless um i had someone who was partially almost fully blind and they had a seeing eye dog that's different but um other than that no they're not usually allowed in memory care independent or, or uh, assisted excuse me mm-hmm. would yeah. you would did you ever see where they did bring pets in though to like in a service situation? Yes, they did. They'd bring in a do- they had the little therapy dog which actually was a dog that was from independent living and it was one of the residents, but it was a therapy dog, a huge golden retriever that was the sweetest thing and would just lay on a bed next to people and they would just pet it and um obviously the dog was loving life but mm-hmm. was so good with everyone, you know, it has to be a gentle animal to allow that um cause some people even in assisted living they sometimes get a little rough and pull on the ears and things like that but uh 
Yeah, so I've seen that, and it it brings you know these big smiles. It brings like in memory care, it brings memories of the dogs or the animals they've had mm-hmm. just by seeing this particular um, dog come in. So it's it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was always. For the most part, a positive situation. Oh, definitely. Involved. Yeah, I've never seen a negative, and I'm sure there have been. If people are afraid of them, they probably know to keep them in their room or something. Um, but yeah, it's always been positive, luckily, that I've seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, what are your final thoughts on pets mm-hmm. affecting our mental health? Yes. Uh, you know, the good, mostly good. Mostly good. Yeah, right, I'll right. stay with that. We'll stay with that. So, Affecting our mental health, since that's what our topic is, um, looking at any type of animal that we choose to have, that we enjoy having around, knowing that they're there for us, that we can pet it, and we know we have to take care of it, but we have to take care of it, and that's a good thing too. Um, It's good to have a living, breathing thing close to us that sometimes needs us, right? So I think the mental health uh, effects of pets in general is just amazing. Um, if we're smart about it, um, don't just go on a whim and grab an animal thinking this is going to be great for me. Mm -hmm. Do your research, take your time, um, know what's best for you and what your abilities are, but they'll, um, it'll be amazing if you do get one, if you already have a pet, then you know, the mental health, uh, effects are, are top notch and wonderful. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and let us know what you uh, your experiences are with your pets. How do you yes. how do they affect your mental health? <laughs> do they make you happy? Do they make you feel great? Uh, what are your experiences? You know, this is just our side of the story, but obviously, you have if you have pets out there and you're active with them or you spend a lot of time with them, what are your experiences? Let us know. Let us know on Facebook. Hit us up with an email. Respond to this podcast. We want to know. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of stories to be told out there, and we love hearing yours. So, uh, well, with that being said, thank you for joining us on this episode. Don't forget to swing by our website, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com. Sign up for that newsletter and get all of our latest and greatest content delivered to your email inbox every week. So until the next episode, we'll see you guys. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the way showers who will help your journey a lot easier.